Pettit, and I'm a girl camper. I go places and I do things in my Liberty Outdoors lightweight towable trailers. Along the way, I meet many interesting people traveling the back roads, and I want to share their stories with you. We will talk about the qualities of what makes a girl camper and how you can be a girl camper too. The girl campers are having a party, and you're invited. Stay tuned while I share what's happening on the back roads of America the Beautiful. Welcome. I'm Janine Pettit, Girl Camping Ambassador, Blogger, Adventurist, and Podcaster, and this is a mini episode of Girl Camper, the podcast. I'm on sabbatical for the month of January and we'll be back on February 5th with our full episodes chock full of great RV content and inspiration. In the meantime, I'm kicking off the new year with a five-part series on transforming. I know that lots of us have made New Year's resolutions. We know what bugs us and we know it's not only slowing us down emotionally by telling us every day in a never-ending loop that we're not good enough but it's also keeping us from doing other things that we want to do. Maybe that inability to get a handle on your finances, the clutter, your weight, is also keeping you from joining the girl campers, from just getting a tent and signing up and going on your first trip. This year, I decided to back it up and figure out the psychology behind successes and failures. How are we sabotaging ourselves and how can we stop it? I've got transformation expert Bob Thompson in the house today, and we're chatting about creating an action plan. Bob says to start by setting a goal and then making it bigger. They say make a plan and work the plan, but how? What are the elements of a successful action plan? What should be included in it? Bob helps people achieve goals through health and fitness. His specialty is those who hate where they are but also don't like exercise and are attached to their comfort foods. His principles for change, though, can be applied to anything you want to transform in your life. I'm happy to welcome him back for part three of our series, Transforming with Bob Thompson. Welcome, Bob. Thank you for having me back. I appreciate it. This has been so much fun. And it's been such um, an eye-opener for me to create this action plan, just to, to create this content with you. Yeah. Because I think there's so many people right now. And I'm excited about sharing these steps because when you have a desire to change, you really need more than just the desire. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Having a desire but without the plan, what are you going to do? Yeah. You don't even know where you're going. Well, you're going to bomb in two weeks. You're not necessarily going to bomb. You might not even get started. Okay. So if you don't have a plan, you don't know... What step one is going to be? All you know is the kind of the idea, maybe, of mm-hmm. what you what you want to accomplish. But anything that's ever been accomplished by anybody really has had a roadmap leading them to that success. Okay. So it all starts with what's that goal? You know, identifying it exactly so it's right. tangible, mm-hmm. so you can almost feel it, taste it, see it, mm-hmm. um, and then creating everything along the way in order to accomplish it. Okay, so in series one, we talked about the mind game, you know, and, and we really went into, you know, the importance of having that belief in yourself. And last week, we talked about the stumbling blocks and creating an environment for mm-hmm. success. Absolutely. So today, you uh, you shared something with me when we were talking about setting the goal. Number three, we're going to set a goal. Yeah. I like this, what you said, but I got to tell you, it scared me. So you said, number one, 
set the goal and make it bigger. Absolutely. So I do the opposite, but why make it big? Well, most people do the opposite. It, we're afraid. Mm-hmm. That's really what it comes down to. What we really want to accomplish, mm-hmm. it's scary. It's scary to ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's even scarier to put it out there, mm-hmm. to put it out in the world, to then somebody else has to hear that. But ultimately what we're trying to do is we're playing it too safe, really okay. safe, because what, if we don't put it out there, what we really want to accomplish, if we don't, if we don't achieve it, mm-hmm. we don't feel that bad. No one's going to know. No one's going to know. If you're like in, in your mind, if you're like, hey, I want to lose 50 pounds. Mm-hmm. But maybe you don't even say that to anybody. Maybe you only say you want to lose five pounds. Yeah. Because then if you say something so small that if you don't hit it, you're kind of like, eh, it's okay. Right. You know, it's not a big deal. Okay. So this really resonated with me because 50 pounds is my goal. Yeah. Okay. If I lost 50 pounds, I will weigh what I weighed on the day I got married. There you go. Okay. It's a great goal to have. Okay. So maybe I want to fit in my wedding dress again just for grins, right? Yeah. yeah. So I told you, though, I'm going to lose 30 pounds. And you said to me, is that your real number? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and then you explained this to me, like, you know. Yeah. And I think before we can get there, though, we have to take a step back and look at kind of almost the entire process because it's easy just to say, hey, what's your goal? Okay, cool. What's your real goal? Mm-hmm. But ultimately, bringing a step back is what's your goal? And then really, what is your true goal? And even if you don't know it, yeah, just make it bigger. Okay, because the true goal is not to fit in the wedding dress. The true goal is to be healthy. It's to be healthy and possibly even be happier with yourself. Yeah, be happier you know, you know, with yourself. It, it, a lot of times when we aren't really where we are, where we want to be or what we envision we can be mm-hmm. are truly capable of, that, that weighs on us mm-hmm. nearly every single day. And it kind of like brings yeah. us down a road that we don't want to go on. Maybe even unconsciously. A hundred percent. Yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, when you're setting the goal, when we say we're going to, we're going to play safe, everybody does. So make it bigger. Yeah. Push yourself. Put it out there. Put it out there. Make sure that people actually hear it. And so they almost stop. They're like, what? Yeah. Is that really what you want to do? So it's yeah. like scary. And then you just said that out loud, so somebody else hears it. So now, now everybody knows. Now everybody knows. It's like, yeah. okay, so number one, now you're like, all right, everybody knows I want to do something that's crazy. Right. Now I have to do it. Yeah. Because why do we have to do it? And I hate saying it. Can I tell you that yeah. I hated saying that? But yeah. I am. I'm, I'm, I'm following your advice. Yeah. Because I've attempted this and failed. Yeah. And you do this for a living. This is what you do. So I am, I'm listening to an expert. I'm not relying on my own, because we're all broken in some way. Yes. We have some things that stop us. Mm -hmm. So I'm taking your word for it that this is a good thing for me to do. Well, I think it will be because, and I know you, Uh and I I just know most people, Mm -hmm. when they create this goal that scares them and they put it out there, the number one thing that they're going to not want to do is look like a quitter. Yeah. They're, they're afraid of, of almost failing right. every single person. So by putting that out there, mm-hmm. now it creates the process of, I have to get this done. Okay. I have to take the next step. And in order to really make that now this, this scary goal, and we're going to talk about how we break it down and how to actually accomplish it. Right. And then how it really seems a lot more achievable because then you, you set the goal, you make it bigger and you're like, well, that's really not attainable when it really is. Okay. So that's our number one thing. We set the goal mm-hmm. and, and say what the real goal is. 
There's Don't a, say I want to take off 15 when I want to take off 30. And you also may not know what your real goal is, so mm-hmm. just make it bigger anyway. Okay. If your goal is when you say you want to lose 30, but you say, you know what, I want to lose 30 and be absolutely shredded. Yeah. Well, at least you're losing 30, and you're going to yeah. feel good, feel better, and then maybe you can start adjusting it as you go on. But just make it bigger because you don't know what you're truly capable of anyway. Yeah, and you told me something the other day when you and I were chatting, and I thought it was really true. And you said about making it bigger, even if you fall short of what the big was, you're still going to probably exceed what your initial yeah. thought was. And you're going to feel fantastic. Yeah. And as you start going down that road and you start accomplishing this, you're going to start feeling better with yourself. And you're going to start realizing that you can do really almost anything that you want. Yeah. You know, sometimes you just got to take that bigger step. Okay. And you got to force yourself to get out of your comfort zone in order to make that actually happen. Okay. So here has been another stumbling block of mine in weight loss. And, mm-hmm. and when you and I were working out the content for this, you hit it when you said, be willing to be radical. 100%. Okay. So I've had this mindset that I'm going to lose weight by cutting back. It's not going to happen, right? It's not going to. I don't. I personally don't believe it. And from what I've seen and witnessed, whether it be in my own gyms or studying those that have been successful, really mm-hmm. in anything, yeah. The number one thing you have to do from there is you have to be willing to sacrifice, mm-hmm. which means you have to be radical in what you're going to do. You can't say, "Hey, I want to achieve this astronomical goal that scares me to, to you know to mm-hmm. living death," and then go about it gently. You can't be like, hey, well, I want to lose 50 pounds in a year, but the first thing I'm going to do is just cut back drinking dairy and eating cheese, which would still be great, Yeah. but then it's easy to kind of fall back in our old habits and then add a little bit here or whatever. We have to completely change what we're doing in order to actually accomplish this. Uh, This quote by Albert Einstein. You know, what Mm -hmm. the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different outcome, a different result. Right. So we have to completely change our habits Mm -hmm. because our current habits are not bringing us close to the goal. It's bringing in the opposite direction. Okay. I loved when you said that and I thought about what I've been doing. Right. And I I do great when I'm traveling alone. Mm -hmm. Like I can lose 10 pounds on a road trip like nobody because I'm not here making dinner for everybody. You know that Uncle Rick loves his treats. Like all the (laughs) pedants are cake people. (laughs) They're always in our house. So I get back here and it's like, oh, maybe I'll just have a half a brownie. And then right, you're right back in it. Um, So I thought about times in the past when I was successful with weight loss. And it's so old school. But after my kids were born, I went back to... 1,250 calories, like counting it out, measuring food, weighing it. So I've done that for the last month, and it really helped me get a handle on portions. Mm-hmm. Like what what I think is a portion of protein is like double what it really was. Okay. So I needed to like totally be radical about everything I put in my mouth so that I could really get a handle on, get rid of some misnomers. Mm-hmm. Like this is not a serving. This is three yeah. servings. That actually just made me think about a lot of us sometimes are unwilling to accept that maybe we don't know something. Mm. So when we're going to make this change and it's you, you think you're eating healthy, you think you're making the good choices, but in reality, you're, you're completely off the spectrum. Right. You're completely out of it. You don't have the true perception of what needs to be done in order to accomplish it. Okay. And that's why you going and tracking and finding, right. hey, this is how many calories that I need to have in order to uh, start losing weight. This mm-hmm. is the food that actually is going to make it up. So we know that calories are made of protein, carbs, and fats, uh, right. the macronutrients. So then you're, you're creating the profile of what's going to allow you to accomplish your goals and then actually tracking what you're eating because when we're 
snacking on little foods. We're putting yeah. a lot of creamers and other stuff yeah. in our drinks. We don't realize how, how it stacks up. up. But we also don't understand that we don't even know what a proper portion size is. So if we just corrected the, the true portion size and, and alter our reality there, right. then we can actually get close to our goals. And that means kind of forgetting what we think we know because right. we don't know what we don't know. Right. And that's exactly what I had to do because I had this old system of, okay, stop with the butter, cut back on the olive oil when cooking. Mm-hmm. And and that really wasn't doing it. So I actually bought a kitchen scale okay. on Amazon yeah. and weighed out three and a half ounces of cooked protein. And it's it's not a lot. It's not a lot. And it's I bet not. you can eye that up now, though. I, now you can, now I you can eye it up. Yeah, so now I, it got yeah. you started. I know how many you see it. Yeah, you can see who, I need this much. You know, we use uh, at my gyms just using our hands for portion sizes. Yeah. So generally three hands. Hand. Yeah, it's palm of your hand. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's super easy. So if you're on the go, if you're, you're traveling, mm-hmm. if you're eating at a restaurant, boom, you can just look at it there. Yeah. But the more you do something over and over and over yeah. again the easier it's going to be just to, right. to just get with it right away. I did it for a whole month, and I, I put the scale away last week. Like, there you go. I don't need two anymore. Yeah. But then what I also figured out is I had to shift in my head, uh, not just the portion size, but um, I had to bulk up on foods that are kind of nutrient-rich and uh, that I could eat a lot of. Like, I've been eating a lot of spinach salads you know, spinach is delicious. It, it is. Fortunately, I love spinach, yeah. so so that is super great. But I'm cooking it different. But okay. these are radical changes for me. This yeah. is the point. Like I come in and cooking at this stage of my life is a bit of a chore for me. It's like let let's just get this over mm-hmm. with. I go downstairs. I have this habit of loading up the bottom of the skillet with olive oil, throwing something in it. So I've really had to cut back on that. Yeah, because even you told though it's you, good for you, it's calories. Yes, but you and. One of the things that I believe probably has also helped you is you told yourself you're going to do this for 30 days. I did. So you're like, I'm doing this. This is what I'm going to achieve. I am serious about accomplishing this goal. So you made it work. Even though it's a chore, you didn't like doing it, mm-hmm. you did it because you wanted to accomplish this. Well, by week two, I was into it. Yeah. Like the, the first week, I got to tell you, I was starving. <laughs> I was starving. And, and Uncle Rick kept saying to me, let me go downstairs and just get you a piece of cheese. He could hear my stomach growling. Yeah. He said, let me get you a piece of cheese. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not eating at 9 o'clock at night. You know, I'm going to sleep, but when I wake up, I'll eat. You know? Yeah, well, you go to bed early. Yeah, so I mean, yeah. sometimes, unfortunately, if you're trying mm-hmm. to lose weight, if you're trying to lose body fat, you mm-hmm. have to be, mm-hmm. you know, in a, reduct- a reduced state uh, of your calorie needs. Right. You know, if you're trying to gain weight, you got to eat more calories. If yeah. you want to lose weight, you got to eat less calories than your body. You know, that, that's how it works. It's so And that means school. we're going to be hungry. Right. You know what happens. Well, that's what I kept saying to uh, Uncle Rick. I mean, like, he's like, I can hear your stomach growling. And I'm like, you know what? That's okay. I am going to be hungry. My grandmother was so cute. She had this little saying, whenever she would see one of us girls when we were in high school eating cottage cheese, which is how everybody lost weight in the 70s, okay. <laughs> she, she'd look at us and say, are you trying to reduce? Yeah. <laughs> that was her word for dieting. Are you trying to reduce? And, you know, I said to Rick, I'm not getting where I'm going without making these changes. Yeah. So I, you, I'm giving something up, but I'm getting something here. And I had to have that mindset. Yeah, I mean, you you just created a calorie deficit. You're going to be uncomfortable, but you have to be willing to be uncomfortable to accomplish mm-hmm. this. And I think that's why a lot of people get stuck. They mm-hmm. stay the same is because mm-hmm. they don't want to get out of their comfort zone because mm-hmm. that's extremely tough. We're also conditioned not to. Mm-hmm. So by doing that, by living in it, then your body starts adjusting, your brain starts catching up. Change is hard. 
mm-hmm. your mind just be like, well, what are we doing? Like I was, I was enjoying these sweets and these yeah. candies and eating a ton of food every single day. Right. And so it's it's making that change is super hard. So you have to go through that process, that one, two week almost breakdown. And that's why I like to just be radical, cut everything out. Right. So you almost hit that wall and then you can overcome it. Right. I, I have to say that I liked that, too, because I felt like I'm getting to my end goal faster. Mm-hmm. Like and, and I also felt like ultimately these are things I don't want in my life. I don't I haven't had any sugar in a month now. The first two weeks were not pretty like I, I just yes. don't like coffee without sugar had headaches and you, you got um, no cranky? it just doesn't taste good like the, I drank the coffee every morning with stevia in it okay it does not taste as good as two and a half teaspoons of sugar I'm gonna tell you that but you know what I've adjusted to the not as good coffee yep. and I get it in me it gets me going it keeps me from having a headache so there you go I only drink one cup of coffee a day and I get it in me so here's the thing about this. My morning coffee ritual was ritualistic. Like, that was just my time in the morning. Mm-hmm. That was like a cup of, like, oh, liquid gold to me. Yeah. Like, it tasted so good. I had to replace that with something else. That whole regime of mine in the morning. I have my coffee in the morning. It's not quite as indulgent. But in my mind, I'm like, you know what? This doesn't taste as good. But here I am. I'm doing something healthy for myself. Mm-hmm. I'm moving toward a goal. What I was doing before wasn't working for me. Yeah. It may have tasted good, but it wasn't getting me where I wanted to go. Yep. So and I, you recognize that. I, I had to I had to st- I had to stop sitting in bed drinking my coffee going this tastes terrible. I had to say, this is taking me to my goal. Yes, and that tastes delicious. <laughs> yeah, and that's, you know, what is that saying? You know, nothing tastes as good as being thin feels. Thin feels, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yep. so, okay, so we're going to set a goal and make it big, and then we got to be willing to be radical about mm-hmm. it. Like, approach it radically. Really be willing to change, not just on this um, um, macro level, but even further down. Yeah. 100%. Okay. So this is the important part, too. And this you gave me such good information here. You say once we set that goal and we're willing to be radical about it, we've got to break that goal down and make it measurable. So what do you mean by that? We have to know if we're getting closer and closer to a goal week in and week out. And it's if we're talking weight loss or even trying to put on muscle or anything with your business or anything like that, mm-hmm. you have to have measurables in place week in and week out to know that we're getting closer and closer to what we're looking to accomplish. So when you're saying, hey, I want to lose 50 pounds, you then have to put that in a time frame. You have to put that in context because you could say, hey, I want to lose 50 pounds. But if you don't almost put a barrier, right. there's no urgency to actually get started. Mm-hmm. So you can say I'm going to start and, next Monday. And you can say, hey, hey, I want to lose 50 pounds in 10 years. Right. And you're like, all right, cool. Then you just keep pushing it off, pushing it off and yeah. get worse and worse and worse. So we use that as uh, where you were like, I really want to lose 50 pounds in like the next year. Yeah. And that kind of can sound crazy. Um, it can it can sound extremely daunting and tough to accomplish. Mm-hmm. So it can, without breaking it down into smaller measurables, mm-hmm. it's an easy way to almost get paralyzed before we get started. Because 50 sounds huge. It does. 50 sounds huge. But when you say 50 in a year, that's only 12 and a half pounds every three months. Mm-hmm. It's a pound a week. Which that sounds super achievable. Yeah. You're like, I can do that. Yeah. And then you can break it down even more. You're like, okay, so it's 50 pounds. Every quarter, I just got to lose 12 and a half pounds. That every day leading in, what was it? Every week was like four pounds and change. Yeah. Uh, or every month, I'm sorry, it was yeah. like four pounds and change. And every day that you, you ended up doing the math, oh, you told me this I morning. I did the math. 
two and a quarter ounces a day. Two and a quarter. And like, does that sound achievable? Yeah. So yeah. if you put, now you take this almost thing that sounded audacious, bringing it down to something that is easily attainable every day. Now you're going to be more motivated to actually accomplish it. You're mm-hmm. going to be more willing to drop the, the sugar from your coffee mm-hmm. in the morning. And you're going to be more willing, you know, you know what, in order now to accomplish this, what do I have to do to lose these 12 and a half pounds every single quarter? Right. And you're like, All right, I need to work out X times a week, three to five times a week. I need to eat these meals, mm-hmm. you know, every two and a half, three hours, if that's the plan that you're following and following mm-hmm. your macronutrients breakdown and everything of that nature. When you realize and you're breaking it down that if you follow all those, all these things, mm-hmm. then you're going to lose 12 and a half pounds in that quarter. Right. And you're like, oh, I can do this. That's easy. That's achievable. And then you're almost getting yourself mini victories along the way. You're, you're checking it off. Got my workout in today. Ate this meal. Mm-hmm. And you start building up those victories. You start realizing what you're able to accomplish. And everything else seems super easy. You know what? I, I do feel like I'm out of the danger zone right now. Because I actually started this like uh, the weekend after Thanksgiving. Yeah. Like I woke up like a couple days after Thanksgiving. And I thought, no, I cannot do this through the holidays. Mm-hmm. Because I'm going to hit January and I'm going to be up 10 instead of down 10. And that's going to feel so defeating to me. Yeah. Instead, in my mind, everyone's like, why would you start a diet at Thanksgiving? Because I don't want to wake up on January 1st and feel like this is so overwhelming and it's so much worse than it was six weeks ago. Yeah. Instead, when I wake up on New Year's Day, I'm going to feel like I've got this great jump start on it. And the jump start is not really the weight loss. It's overcoming the sugar thing. It's overcoming the mind game. Right. You know, sugar's part of it. Right. Yeah, we, you like sugar, you look right. forward to it and everything like that. But really, it's now you understand what you're capable of. You've already yeah. started knocking the sugar out, losing weight, right. getting exercise, yeah. even if it's a small balance, eating healthier. Those are all victories. So now you're like, I can do this. You're going into 2019 ready to crush it because of all those steps that you've done along the way. Yeah, I really feel good about it. But we're going to talk next week about hitting those roadblocks. Yeah. But, you know, like... I am anticipating that it's not going, like, my mind is so in the game right now, and I know that's not going to last, you know. And I do feel like I've got a couple victories under my belt, like, just getting through the holidays without indulging in all the crap. I mean, that's huge, you know. So so we're talking about setting that goal in the steps. So let's just use weight loss as the um, thing here. But I I want people to understand we could apply this to anything, Mm -hmm. you know. So for me... The steps to doing it would be changing my eating habits. Uh, So really understanding nutrition. And we talked a little about that, about how I had to get a handle on what's the serving size. Yeah. Because, yeah, you know, uh, Georgia and I uh, went to Europe and we were in Italy and we ordered an entree at a restaurant. And it came and we thought it was an appetizer. (laughs) Yeah, our portion sizes are a little skewed here in the U.S. Yeah, I mean, we're like, I can't believe we're paying 50 bucks for this. Yeah. Like it was this little. It was super tiny. But. That's why everyone's skinny there. We overeat. Yeah. You know, we're, we're doing And it's pushed on us all the time. Yeah. So so I have to change the eating habits, but I, I also have to do more work in nutrition. Understanding what's going to fuel my body, what's going to bring it up, and what's going to bring it down. The more we have an understanding of anything, the mm-hmm. easier it is to stick with. You yeah. know, if you just say, hey, i got to change my portion sizes, but you don't know why, mm-hmm. you know, what's really doing it or anything of that nature, mm-hmm. then it's easy to kind of fall off. Okay, so another step for me, and we're just using weight loss as the uh, um, symbol here, but would be I, and I, I'm not, I haven't done this part yet, is increase my physical activity. So I want to talk about that for a minute because, you know, I joined a transformation gym, not yours, because you, you don't have any by me. I wish you did. <laughs> oh, one of my franchisees will be up this way yeah, soon enough. I can't wait. But when I go to a gym, it's all too much for me. And I know I'm in the minority here, but when I get there, 
everything is so loud. And I, I think they do that. I guess you guys do this with the music to keep everybody pumped up. To me, it's just like, oh, my God, get me out of here. And I don't do well with, like, groupthink. Everybody do this. Everybody, if There's a rebel in me that's like, no, I'm not going to do that. You can't make me. <laughs> well, we got to change your mindset. When we start changing your mindset, you may. Okay. And, I, and the number one thing is that when you're doing physical activity is finding what works for you. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I am partial to gyms going into a group environment. Yeah. Uh, I think it's amazing. I've seen more results when in the group environment than when I was doing one-on-one training. Yeah. It's just amazing. But if you don't like that and it's just something that you don't look forward to, yeah. maybe it's the environment or just do something that you like. If it's biking. Yeah. If it's, you know, walking your dogs aggressively fast or forever, you know, or just something that you're going to stick with so that you're moving every single day and to get started with that. And you told me this at Thanksgiving when I was saying to you, Bobby, I I can't go into these gyms. And and you said, well, don't, you know, do something that works for you. And you just threw off three things like the top of your head. And you said, you know, set your clock on your phone to go off every hour and run up and down your front steps two at a time, 20 times, do 20 squats, get the big muscles going, Mm -hmm. start your burning activity. And so I've been doing those little things. Yeah. And and I, it's amazing to me what a difference they make. That's awesome. Yeah. So just I, I think it's so important that when you have to increase your physical activity, if you're a person who doesn't like that kind of thing, like I just walk. I like to walk. Mm-hmm. I keep mailing my Christmas cards one at a time by leaving my office and walking. It's Insane. a half a mile to the post. Insane to me. <laughs> Well, you, you probably think a half a mile walk. It takes me a half a mile to get up to the uh, mailbox up the mm-hmm. street and a half a mile back. So if I eat lunch, take a letter up to the post office or up to the mailbox and back, it's a mile. It's awesome. I got a mile in in the middle of my day. Yeah. So then if I don't get to it at night, I don't feel so bad. There you go. You know, you're so getting those small victories every day. That's it. And then as we go into 2019, you're going to step it up. I, I, I don't I'm going to hold you accountable to step it up. <laughs> I don't think you're going to see me in a marathon, but uh, it's always been a goal of mine to this. This will sound crazy, but you know, your dad is a runner and he, he gave me some good advice on this to just be able to run two miles, two miles. And your dad said to me, run until you can't breathe anymore and then start walking. But don't walk until your heart rate comes back down. Walk until you can breathe again and then start running again. So I would run until I'm absolutely gasping for breath. And then I would walk till I'm completely at normal again. <laughs> yeah. And your dad said, no, don't do yep. that. And he said it's actually better to run and then walk and run and then walk. They, they say that's less bad on your knees or whatever. But anyway, so we have to increase the physical activity. Okay. And then you say in the steps to achieving whatever your goal is that you have to create accountability. Mm-hmm. How do you do that? There's multiple ways you can create accountability, but the number one thing is put your goal out there so that somebody else actually has heard it. Uh, You know, it it could be even your significant other and Mm -hmm. like let them know or somebody that you really trust, maybe a mentor or a really good friend. So they keep you on track and then they'll be like, so how's your, how's this going or how's that going? Mm -hmm. Or for you letting, you know, your community Uh, know and you know, and that's huge. And, And then also setting up, Processes along the way uh, that allows you or that keeps you on track and keeps you accountable, almost some sort of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, goals to hit. Okay. So I, I think um, I think it's important that w- whatever your accountability partner is, is someone who's really going to hold you accountable. 
like you say, your significant other. That that would not work in my world because every time I say to Uncle Rick, oh, I'm so hungry and I want it, I really want ice cream, he says, well, you should have it then. <laughs> so he's not a good accountability yeah. partner. He isn't going to look at me and say, um, honey, I know you want that, but let me go get you a frozen yogurt, mm-hmm. free, skim free, everything free. Or... You know, he's he always wants my heart desire. So he's 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 not going to look at the big picture for me and say, "Honey, that's going to take you from your goal." Let's mm-hmm. go to a movie. Let's yeah. do something else. Uh, so you really have to find someone in your life who's going to say. Well, I guess to step back, actually, number one thing is you have to want it. Yes, you have to hold yourself accountable. But because you're, at the end of the day, you're going to hit a wall sometimes. Yes and no. no? Uh, at the okay. end of the day. You're the only one that can control your life and your actions, so you have to hold yourself accountable. Yes, it's great to have other people to hold yourself accountable, mm-hmm. but they're not you. You can't ha- have somebody hold your hand along the way. Okay. Which is great. Though. I mean, and I do think you need to have your support system, yeah. obviously, but the first step is you have to be the one holding yourself accountable. Okay. You have to know why you're doing this, what's the biggest, bigger picture, okay. and putting it out there. But mm-hmm. then, yes, having whether it be an online support group, an in-person support group, something like that where they all are sharing it and will hold you accountable and mm-hmm. remind you what you're doing and then push you to get there is a huge help as well. Okay, and we're going to talk about that next week in mm-hmm. dealing with setbacks. But before we close out today, I want to ask what you think about rewards, like giving yourself rewards around uh, along the way. I, I'm I, big on that. I think some it works really well for some people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's a great way because it can get you re-motivated and then mm-hmm. get you back on track. Uh, so it's absolutely great, especially if it works for you and you know that it works for you because – I've always looked at it. I heard an old saying from somebody in the fitness community named Dave Tate. It's called blast and dust. There's going to be times where you are all in, super focused. You're going to go all out and you're going to get the majority of results. Remember, it's not a linear process. Mm -hmm. It's not just going to go, hey, every day is going down as much as we Mm -hmm. like. It's not perfect. So you're going to have times where you have the motivation to work out all the time, to eat right, to sleep, everything Mm -hmm. in your life is going well. It's allowing for all that to happen. And there's Mm going to be times where you don't want to do it at all. Mm -hmm. You know, So then you have to, again, get yourself restarted. So having those things where every time you hit maybe a milestone, stepping back and looking at the victories and appreciating it or rewarding yourself, whether it be, hey, I'm going I'm yeah. to accomplish this or when I hit this, this is okay. what I'm going to do or, or anything yeah. like that. It's fine. Okay, good. All right. So, Bob, this was great today. This is great information. And I hope everybody who's set some goals for this year is taking a lot away from this. You're coming back next week and we're going to be talking about dealing with setbacks because like you just said, it's not a linear thing. I mean, you're you're... There's going to be times when your job, everything, your health, you might get a bad cold in the middle of all this and you can't work out. There's things that can derail you. So next week, we're dealing with setbacks. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. Thanks for coming on. That's a wrap for this week, everybody. Happy trails. Have a great week. Mm